0: This morning we celebrate the feast of Saint Lawrence, and our readings in the lectionary are proper to this particular feast, and that lets us know that it's kind of an important feast. And if you, we heard uh, we, we recited the Gloria, another indicator of a kind of uh, increased or exalted uh, importance of this of this day. Saint Lawrence, uh, historically in the church, has had a, there's been a great devotion given to him. He's a, he was a deacon in Rome from the 3rd century, and, and a martyr. And uh, the story about him goes as follows. He was friends with the Pope at that time, uh, before the Pope was the Pope, and before he was a deacon. And when the, his friends became the Pope, uh, he said, okay, Lawrence, I want you to be my deacon. Now at that time, the deacon, uh, in Rome especially, had a very, very important role and in fact, in a lot of ways, the deacons were more important than the priests because they took care of the temporal goods of the church and had a kind of stewardship or an administrative role within the church because they were, they oversaw all the property and the, the charitable uh, funds and whatnot. So they had a lot of responsibility, more so than the, the top deacon had more responsibility in a lot of ways than the priests did, actually. And oftentimes the chief deacon of Rome would be the next pope. So after the previous pope died, this the deacon would be ordained in the priesthood and then the episcopate and would be placed uh, in the position of the pope. So it was a very, very important role. So Lawrence being a deacon, you can't let that get in your mind that he was someone low on the totem pole. He was actually a very, very important person, really second second in command in a certain sense to the pope himself. And uh, the story goes that there was a persecution at that time. I think it was the Emperor Valerian, and uh, Lawrence was called before the emperor, and basically says, and the emperor says to him, "Okay, I know you guys got a lot of, you know, you Christians, you got a lot of money stashed somewhere. I want it all. Hand it over, and uh, otherwise you're you're dead." So that's that's what the the ultimatum that the pope that uh, the emperor had given to Saint Lawrence. So Saint Lawrence goes and he takes the vast majority of the temporal goods of the church, at least those that were liquid, and he distributed them amongst the poor, Okay, over the course of the next two or three days. And then he took, maybe, you know, sort of like a retinue of, of the poor, maybe, I don't know, 10 or, or 20 poor people, and he brings them to Valerian three days later, at the time appointed to, for him to hand over the, the goods of the church, the riches of the church. And so uh, Lawrence says to the emperor... Emperor, you asked me to give to you the, the the riches and the treasure of the church, and so here I, I give them. I give the riches and the treasure of the church to you. And he presents the emperor with the poor, and this is this is a symbol of the of the counter cultural uh, spirit of Christianity. That the the people of the world who are stuck in worldly ways of thinking, they think of treasure purely in terms of. Uh, what is going to afford me power, what's going to afford me status, what's going to afford me health and safety and pleasure and all these other things that are naturally desirable. Uh, but the, the counter-cultural spirit of Christianity turns that on its head and it says, well, it's, it's the weak. It's those who actually can't do me any good. It's those who are essentially a, a liability. They're a liability to me. They're a liability to society. Uh, and it's those that are our true wealth, because they provide us an opportunity of giving and of demonstrating love and uh, demonstrating generosity, and that's how we get closer to God and that's how we attain our true true happiness. So it's a it's a beautiful story. Um, it goes on. There's a lot of other legends surrounding Lawrence. Um, he's He's also the patron of comedians because it said that when he was martyred, he was actually placed on a gridiron over a, a burning bed of coals. Very, very horrendous way to die. Um, and at some point during this torturous process of his death, he actually said, he had the presence of mind to actually make a joke. He says, turn me over, I think I'm done on this side. And so he's, he's known as, the, as a patron of comedians. But I think if there's any historical truth to that story, it's a sign that God was with Lawrence in the midst of his torture and was preserving him from probably the, the what he would have otherwise been experiencing, the incredible uh, pain that he otherwise would have been experiencing. So it shows you, is in his love and in his desire and his willingness to lay down his life for the poor... And for Jesus, God was present there with him, uh, giving him life and enabling him to see this world in perspective. You know, if you can kind of, if you can joke about this world, I think you, you've got a good perspective on it. If you take it too seriously, it means you're wrapped up in it too much. You're kind of trapped in it. But if you can step back and you see it from God's point of view, you can you can have a sense of humor about uh, the vanity uh, that so characterizes human behavior and so characterizes the world we live in. I think we see that verified in the life of St. Lawrence. And this is why we have our readings today. And the first reading talks about those who give, those who exercise generosity in their giving of alms. They're doing that for God's sake. And then Christ in our gospel speaks about those who lay down their life for his sake and out of love uh, will actually... Uh, Flourish and enter into eternal life. And and all of those were true today, um, were were true for St. Lawrence, whose feast we celebrate today.